Welcome to episode 158 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the man voted most likely to be waxed, waxed, and ready to climax. <laughs> and let me introduce you to the rest of the team. <laughs> the man voted most likely to be the Ballerine's newest property mogul. Welcome, David. Yep, that's it. Uh, I'll be off this podcast in about... Or 15 to 20 years because um, <laughs> I'll have too much property to worry about. <laughs> uh, next up is a man but most likely to be seen, to be last be seen rolling across the office on his chair during an earthquake. Welcome, Alex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thought I was having a stroke, uh, fainting, and was suddenly really pissed at the same time. <laughs> it was, was a, a re- strange sensation, wasn't it? Oh, oh. I, thought, I thought I was having an aneurysm. Yeah, he's the same here. I'm like, I'm suddenly off balance. And yeah, yeah, I don't know, I'm also dizzy. Yeah, I missed it all because I was outside. Oh, oh shattering. It yeah. was fucking pretty cool. I was, I, was up, I was the bloke, I was at work and the bloke's unloading the truck and the bloke's in his truck. Going, oh, what was that? Yeah, it's just the wind around here is really strong, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I found out that in, in a thing of crisis, like in, in a disaster crisis situation, what I do is walk to Jess, my fiance, go, did you feel that? And then I walked to my front door and opened it <laughs> and looked outside. That's all I did. And Jess is like, why have you got the door open? Close the door. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because this is all while it was shaking. <laughs> you know, I'm useless in a disaster setting. I was closer to the epicenter than you guys, and I was inside my house, and I didn't notice any shit. You haven't been introduced yet. Mm. And that voice is Shut the up. man voted most likely to send tremors through the Australian orienteering community <laughs> like a 5.9 Richter scale earthquake. Welcome, Roscoe. <laughs> Thank you, Mick. I think for uh, international issues, we should say that Victoria had an earthquake gone <laughs> oh, yeah. two days ago. And it was Biggest one like, in Victorian history, apparently. Uh, mm. but I didn't feel it at all. Didn't even notice it. <laughs> Our neighbours noticed it. Yeah. <laughs> It must have stopped right at the fence line, Ross. Yeah, it's, it's a scoria you removed. <laughs> you were too, too focused drawing sandpit plans. <laughs> I still I don't think it was earthquake. I just think it was everyone's 5G chips in their vaccination sinking up and just rippled across Victoria. Yeah, it's I think you're right, Nick. Yeah. Uh, what do we so want? That, welcome one and all to the Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production. Brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. What are they up to these days, Mick? Big Lugs. I haven't heard much out of them. Oh, there hasn't making? been much Big Lugs since Jason Flores stood down to see. Oh, it's gotten really quiet at the old Big Lugs. Yeah. They used to make those tires that go on those mining trucks. Big Lug Enterprises. I think they COVID hit them hard and they're just uh, quietly just going along. Rakeem Cornwell's test shirt, they made that. (laughs) I think the um, propeller blades for giant wind farms they're making, they're doing a pivot, hard pivot into renewables. Right, good on them. All righty, so let's kick off with the biggest story of the fortnight, and that's some international news, and that is the fifth test between England and India. So, yeah. Was that in this cycle? That seems like it was. It was six just weeks ago. up. It was literally <laughs> the day after we recorded the last fucking podcast. Yeah, story breaks up to finish recording. <laughs> but yes, so um, the fifth test between India and England was cancelled after concerns around COVID nineteen. 
left the tourists unable to field a team at Old Trafford. So the series decided was due to get underway at Manchester at 11, p- 11 a.m., 8 p.m. Australian time, uh, Friday week ago, or tomorrow, <laughs> fortnight ago. Uh, but little more than two hours before the scheduled start of play, uh, England, the ECB, basically confirmed the game would not be taking place. Uh, so basically the Indians um, refused to play. They had a physio who tested positive to COVID um, and a number of the players were unwilling to take the field. Um, just uh, on a side note as well, which we'll touch on as part of this story too, Indian coach Ravi Shastri tested positive for COVID during the fourth test at the Oval and had been isolating. He was with the bowling coach and the fielding coach and another physio who all had COVID. So... Um, yeah, so it raises, yeah, it raises the question, um, does that mean the series was a tie because India forfeited because most likely it's not going to be rescheduled? Um, and, you know, and there's theories around everyone. Like NASA, I think it was NASA and Michael Vaughan basically said this was just the boys trying to avoid uh, getting COVID before the IPL when the big jacks were rolling in. And <laughs> there's been a lot of people took up that stance and opinion as well that the Indian players were basically just trying to um, come up with an excuse to get out of England so they could get back to India or not India but back to the uh, United Arab Emirates to play in the IPL so that but, um, series was helped a little bit by the fact a private jet came and picked up one of the team's oh, um, players yeah, yeah. <laughs> the very, yeah. on the Saturday morning got them the fuck out of there <laughs> uh, some of the blame for this has to go to the ECB Mick because um they obviously in negotiations with the BCCI put together the schedule and the BCCI were never that happy with having the fifth test when it was. Yeah. And English summer was a weird one, COVID related and all these other things, but they had those tests against New Zealand back in May and the world test championship. Yeah. Some of the, the England players then stayed in England for like two months waiting for the test series to start. And they had some white ball to Sri Lanka and Pakistan. Then they had the 100, and that's yeah. when this fifth test would normally have been played. So the ECB, in their desire to have some time of the 100 by itself, created this situation. Normally, the last test in England is at the Oval, and it's on the last weekend in August. Sometimes it dips over, and it's the first weekend in September. I watched a bit of that Oval test, and the commentators, you know, like commentators everywhere, they, they find one point, and they bang on about it constantly. <laughs> they were going on about how late this test series was going to finish, and it was... The latest finish to a test series since 1858 or something. So it wasn't just bullshit. It was actually really late. Mm. Um, They just don't play test cricket in September in England. Maybe the the last test of a series sometimes drops over into there. But this two tests in September was extraordinarily weird. And it's partly ECB's fault for giving the 100 clean air. That's what pushed it so late. So another – sorry, did you have a point for it? No. So another person who's been wearing a bit of the blame for this test being cancelled in the COVID situation is the Indian um, coach, Ravi Shastri, who had a book launch um, and basically no one there was wearing masks. And then that resulted in veteran um, Australian cricket journalist Malcolm Pond to come out and go, bang, bang, close barrels, because he then listed all the times in Australia during the tour over here that Ravi Shastri broke 
the biosecurity rules, refused to wear a mask, basically just um, did Act what would be expected of him, respectively. Mm. Yeah. So Malcolm Conn uh, basically put his two cents in there. Ravi Shastri came out to say it's crazy to think, you know, that my book launch, you know, was three days before the test or four days before the test, and you can't get COVID in four days. So me personally, it was good to be informed that you have that four-day immunity where you can't get COVID. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm just going to look up uh, yeah. Ravi Shastri's Wikipedia to see what doctorate he's got. <laughs> uh, keep going. <laughs> Yeah, so I think there's a few um, <laughs> around the world getting in contact with Dr. Shastri to talk to him about his four-day immunity that Dr. he's discovered Shastri. in the Delta variant. So. Uh, Dr. <laughs> that Malcolm Conn article, I think I read it, Nick. I put it in the group chat. Yeah. Is that the one? Uh, I think so, yeah. like I yeah. just took some bits and pieces out of it. Basically, the gist of it was that um, a number of times, especially in Sydney, um, he would rock up without his mask on, like just walking around, like walking to and from places where once you're in the ground, you were still meant to wear it, but it wasn't the end of the world if you didn't because you're in the bubble. But he would be going from places in and out of the bubble and refusing to mask and all those type of things. Which And you remember this too, we're talking summer last year. So this is when it's still pretty full on the first time around in Australia mm. with, um, with COVID. Yeah. Now, look, he seems like he's just a bit of a risk taker. I thought that article was weak, though, because they pulled out one one yeah. instance where he didn't wear a mask. And it's like, I don't know. But then, like, he did his he book launch, and every time you see him on the TV, he never has one on like, in any, like, whether it was in England or Australia. I never recall him having a mask on at any time. Or he, he does the old thing that fucking you see in the supermarket where he's got under his chin. So he doesn't protect under your chin, you fucking knobhead. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. He might have an exemption, Nick. You know, yeah, he's yeah. got one. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got storm action. He's got a mask. He's got a mask and has been wearing yeah. it. So you either never wear it or you yeah. wear it if you've yeah. got a medical issue. It would um it'd want to be a fucking good book to ruin one of the great test series of recent yeah. memory anyway. Yeah. One of the dumb things that happened too is apparently they were talking about the night before, and there's all the people who traveled to it, like that would be so annoying. Yeah, people oh, would already, yeah. you know, traveled hundred miles, say. I did read an article. They talked to some fans who turned up, and at 9 a.m., they were arriving at the grounds and stuff. Well, what about me? I've got plans of going to the World Test Championship final in a a year, and now we're just throwing that into chaos. Who knows what's going to happen with the World Test Championship? Fucking hell. Australia's overrates. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't it be great if we did that? Two times in a row where overrates I, fucked us. Jeez, I, I don't laugh. think overrates are going to fuck us this time. It's a reluctance to move off our own fucking island. It'll be, our, uh, it'll be our inability to win a game of cricket, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> No, we'll yeah. play like two tests in the time. <laughs> Ross is right. Look, everyone else has played a heap of tests since COVID hit. We've played like one test series. We played India. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Fucking five tests. <laughs> Four. Four. Oh, oh, was we, it four? I thought it was five. Sorry. We, we finalised the New Zealand test, didn't we? In front of no crowd in Sydney. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, yeah. That As was it when did. it was just kicking off. Yeah. 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 Five tests in 18 months. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, so, before we move on from him, thank you, Ravi Shastri. So, Zealand. he's also in the midst of all this announced that he will be stepping down after the T20 World Cup as Indian coach. Oh. Um. Yeah, so he's off. He refuses to uh, 
concede that it was due to all this drama in this test series. He's like, <laughs> no, no, I've be- we've, you know, we've beaten, um, we've had our first test series win in England since 2007, which technically they haven't won yet because that last test is still being debated around the result. And he goes, and they also had their, you know, one of the first series wins in Australia in a while as well. So he's like, what else is there to conquer? It's like, fuck off, cunt. Yes, Ross. Um, actually, I actually have another theory as to who got the test cancelled. Yep. Oh. Yeah. You ready? Yes. Javo. Javo. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Javo so threat. You, yeah. That's <laughs> he's it. a you super thought, spreader. Yeah. You thought it was, you know, he was just pissing tiny stuff, you know, sort of get on the ground three times, uh, run around, bump into Johnny Best, do some dumb <laughs> shit, you know, where YouTube hits. Well, he just cost them 75 million pounds or something yeah that's java java strikes you know you don't lock java out of the ground bang <laughs> i cancel a test on you <laughs> <laughs> it's java he works in mysterious ways through yeah. his youtube channel it's just java it's just the vibe yeah, it's the vibe it's java yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, speaking of like stepping down um at the t20 world cup virat Kohli will also be stepping down as the t20 captain and will only be captaining whatever other games he captains. Yes, Alex. Is this to give him more time to captain coach the test side, which he's obviously taking over from yes, Ravi Shastri? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is to give him time to write the game plans as captain coach of the uh, yeah. test side. Yep, fantastic. You'll be able to get up on the table uh, before the test and say, it's in the book, it's in the book, <laughs> it's what we do, it's in the book. This is our Bible, fellas. Bash's piece of paper. It's just our Bible. Very short Bible. <laughs> yeah, so that's what's going on there with India. So good luck to them. Good luck to them in retirement and good luck to them. Just hopefully they just be quiet. Uh, so speaking of blokes retiring and fucking off, um, cricket's second most famous chucker, Sri Lanka's Miss Lasith Malinga has announced his mm. retirement from all forms of cricket ending his 17 yes. year career. I so, he retired uh, five years ago. <laughs> yeah. He uh he quit his diet five years ago, but he still <laughs> playing cricket. But yeah. But um <laughs> so yeah, so Malinga um played his last T20 game against the West Indies in 2020. So he hasn't played. He was hoping to get in for this World Cup but um didn't get in. So he's Effective, effective immediate retiring from everything. So no IPL, no forms of cricket anywhere at all. Um, he retires as the leading wicket taker in T20I internationals of all time, where he has 107 wickets in T20Is. Yes, Roscoe. Is it true that he had to retire due to a pulled stomach muscle, Mick? No. I think it was <laughs> multiple hernias. Maybe. I don't think he pulled it. I think he overexpanded it. <laughs> oh, right. Stretched. Stretched. He just stretched yep. it, overstretched it. <laughs> and twang. But, yeah. yeah, so... <laughs> St- stomach muscle awareness, I think that's <laughs> Hot spots. We're yeah. tacky yeah. over his stomach muscle. His, um, his belly button is just a massive hot spot. Could explode in a second. So... Um... It's like David King wearing a suit jacket. <laughs> but so by the numbers... Uh, Malinga played 84 T20Is for his 107 wickets. He had an average of just over 20 and an econ of just over seven. Uh, strike rate Good. 16. Best bowling was five for six, which isn't too shabby. Um, that was for the Stars, wasn't it? Or was this yeah, international? 
No, oh, that's international. No, that was international. Uh, but in T20, I was just full stop. He played 295 games. So he's going to retire unless he's playing the IPL at the moment. But you can say that, I don't think. He's going to retire five games short of 300. So you're a better man than me, Lassie, because I would have found five more fucking T20 games. <laughs> five on T20 yeah, five. easily he found good. He would have got cheered off on his 300th too, yeah. wouldn't he? Guard of honour, as yeah. usual. Ten-man cricket bat salute. <laughs> but not just that. He's also only 10 wickets shy of 400 T20. T20 oh, like oh, like again, T20 wickets as well. So I'm sorry, yeah, like this, the... but you're not, you're not a true cricketer, mate. Because you, you need yeah. numbers and you're a true cricketer. If you're getting those extra 10 and that extra five Shit. games in, mate, yeah. you'd be fine at all. Zimbabwe or, Premier League will need a bowler, won't they? Yeah, true. Go on to down. the bitter end like Faulkner wants to and just yeah. mouth off at everyone and anyone <laughs> that doesn't give you a fucking deal. Is your shit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Linger's best ever bowling in T20s is six for seven, which isn't too shabby. I think that was for the Melbourne Stars. Yeah, that was the Stars one, I think. Yeah. Over in Perth, I reckon it was. But yeah, old. that's some uh, so that's some good going. We like to make fun, but he had a pretty uh Pretty impressive international career, you know, last hit. I still think yep. he's a dirty run chuck with a horrible action. But, hey, I'm not in charge, so he got the place. It's good, good for him. But, um, I'm worried about his bloody haircut. That's terrible. <laughs> bloody popcorn. Kiss the ball. Yeah, that's <laughs> right, dude. That's bull uh, That's right. Surely. Oh, Give yeah. me ear off. Well, that's why he's retired, not allowed to yeah. lick the ball. COVID. Allowed to, yeah. allowed that's fucked careers, oh. COVID, isn't it? Oh, many COVID careers. ruining cricket oh. everywhere. Oh, it really is. Uh, yeah. All righty. And our last little bit of international news before we move on is um, Pakistan versus New Zealand. So the Black Caps have abandoned their tour of Pakistan on the day of their first match after being warned by the New Zealand government of an escalated security threat. Uh, the mm. New Zealand men's team was set to be in a landmark series in Pakistan, their first visit to the country in 18 years. So oh, yeah, fr- it was going to be uh, this Friday. No, sorry, last Friday was going to be the opening one-day international. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, that got called off. They're going to be playing in Rawalpindi and Lahore. Um, but neither team showed up to the ground. The spectators were not allowed to enter the stadium with uh, New Zealand cricket informing the Pakistan Cricket Board on Friday morning they decided to cancel the tour. See you um, later. Yeah. Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan, uh, the former test skipper, pers- personally intervened by calling his New Zealand counterpart, Jacinda Ardern, uh, showing her the country was one of the best intelligence systems in the world and that no security threat of, threat of any kind exists for the visiting team. I don't think the Sri Lankans got that news, according to the PCB statement. But uh, NZC says the squad is planning to depart the country despite the PCB's claims of foolproof security arrangements, as I put air quotes on that comment. Does New Zealand clap back there? So that's interesting. But um, nice. Yeah, so it's good to know that our brothers across the, uh, across the way there agree with Cricket Australia and just go, Fuck these smaller countries and let's cancel and fucking get out of this movie again. Yes, David. Can I shoehorn some more international cricket news into the end of this? You can. Um, England today or yesterday have decided to cancel their tour to Pakistan also, uh, which was only for two T20Is, so effectively a four-day tour. They cancelled citing player welfare. Mm-hmm. instead of um, the uh, security. And Michael Atherton came out pretty strong. Is that what you are going to say, Ross? Keep going, yep. Yeah, Atherton came out pretty strong and said, uh, 
if they're worried about the players' welfare, why are they shipping half of them off to go and play IPL in, you know, two days' time? <laughs> yeah. And he also said, well, if you're worried about player welfare and people in isolation bubbles for, you know, however long it's been, there's other people who play county cricket who could play for England in a T20I or two T20Is. <sighs> yeah, that's right. He's like, you can still go ahead with the tour and just pick other people. Actually, yeah. an amazing point that I never even considered. Yeah. Yeah, it's complete nonsense. I mean, I take New Zealand security services at their word because the team was there. They'd been in Bangladesh. The New Zealanders have been in Bangladesh for two weeks playing five T20Is at that ground where you can only score a run a ball at the most, yeah. where we played. And then yeah. they're in New Zealand. And they're in Pakistan. They've been there for four or five days training. So New Zealand, I know they're the good guys at cricket. We give them a lot of shit about that. But uh, they don't have a track record of pulling out of things, mm, yeah. as far as I know. Not so I'll take, that as, I'll take that one as legitimate. England, however, I was reading the same sort of stuff as you, David. Their intelligence services are not saying there's any threat. Yeah. They didn't pull out on the advice of their intelligence service saying it's dangerous or there's a raised terror alert or anything like that. They've just gone Australian style. Oh, ooh, we can't do that. Yeah, and we'll because just make up a reason. Yeah, we'll, we'll just make pluck, up a reason. We'll pluck out a reason. <laughs> oh, the Olympics are on. We yeah. can't go. <laughs> we can't play. No, ECB no. board meeting game. Get the hat, get the hat of excuses off the end of the table. Thanks, we need one. That's yeah, it. And the PCB were laying down the, you know, talking a big game because fair enough too. You know, they toured England last year. Yeah. To get to bail out. Bring it back on board, remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the West Indies too, and. Saving a heap, absolute heap of money because if they'd had no cricket, their Sky money, uh, Sky Sports who broadcast the cricket, um, the broadcast got no cricket, they'd get no money. So yeah. Pakistan came and lived in hotels for, for two months or whatever it was. So there was cricket on the TV. Yeah. It just, oh, it's just, it's wrong. And Australia's going to do the same thing. Australia will do exactly oh, easily. the same thing. There's no yeah. way we're going there. I think it's March next year they're down to go. Rule it out now. Put a yeah. big fat line through it. That's what Atherton said. James Faulkner will go. He likes playing the Pakistan Premier League. So. Yeah. Go on, again. Yes, Alex. Um, it's disappointing on all those levels. I agree, Ross. <clears throat> I agree with all those points. It's disappointing for the players that were looking forward to getting on the rail pit, the express to the ground yes, for yeah. the game. Yeah. And they were yeah. just shattered that they couldn't just jump on the show back to us back and get a piggyback <laughs> right into the ground. I had Tom Curran already had his... Um, Card ready to go. Thanks, ticket ready. Here's <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Pindy Key. His <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pindy then, card. I don't and then when he, be. then when he, when they arrived at the ground, he said, <laughs> "Get off the train." Uh, all righty. So in my notes, here, I've got back by popular demand, which I can't believe that that is fucking correct. And that's, that's a weird here. sentence to say. So we've got around the grounds with Alex. Around the grounds with Alex. All right. <laughs> Might get a drink. <laughs> Might be a good yeah, idea. I've got a lot of information on this ground. Oh. So this is Australia. <laughs> Australian women's side are playing Indian women's side um, for a full series, including, I think, three T20Is, three ODIs, and a test. Mm. They have started the series off playing at a small ground, small ground, I suppose, stadium in uh, Mackay in Queensland. Becky. Um, it's called the Great Barrier Reef Arena. So I'll be talking about this ground today, fellas. It's also known as the Ray Mitchell Oval. Yes, Ross? Oh, that's, what those place, places have um, two names like that, like Great Barrier Reef Arena. Yeah. 
cricket grounds are called browns or ovals, but then it's got Ray Mitchell Oval. Absolutely, I'll get into this. The Ray Mitchell Oval is situated on Harrop Park, which mm-hmm. is now now known as the Great Barrier Reef Arena. There is six ovals in this park. The Mackay Mackay how do you is it Mackay 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 David Mackay to the wing the, position. The, <laughs> the it's it also hosts the Mackay Cricket Club. Oh, the MCC. It, yep, it hosts the Mackay Cricket Association. It oh, also man. hosts the, the branch. Yep, it also hosts the branch of the Mackay AFL. It also hosts the Mackay Tennis Club. Oh fuck. It also hosts the Mackay Table Tennis Club. Oh, wow. Yes. With six grounds, it is a huge precinct. Uh, the Mackay Cricket Association purchased the land of the government in 1891 and have had this ever since and it's been fully developed and there's more developments on the way. It's lo- located at 89 Juliet Street, lot number 20 in Mackay, Queensland. Postcode Mackay. 4740 Mackay. If you would like to send some letters send there. Send them a letter. Okay. Dear Mackay. I mean Mackay. I mean Mackay. Yes. <laughs> so uh, it's an AFL rules. AFL rules. AFL Australian, rules. <laughs> Australian rules football and cricket ground, obviously. Obviously. Um, <laughs> it is also uh, it is also the home of the Harrop Park Country Club. Oh, the exclusive idea. They wear like um, beige jackets and stuff to go in. Oh, yeah, fucking get your blazers out. I think you have to Mm -hmm. wear like moose antlers on your head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It has a capacity of 7,500, the largest um, ever crowd. (sighs) There was 2,788 people for an AFLW match. Between Gold Coast and the Geelong Cats. So you're saying it's about 4,000 people too much, the stadium, yeah. Well, probably. And they're putting in more stadiums. It has a hill, and this is absolute, absolute more stadiums. sacrilege. <laughs> no end names. Oh, oh we'll, have to well, surely, uh, surely one of the ends will get named after the North Mackay superstar Peter Farron, who kicked 17 goals in one game. So surely there'll be oh, the Peter Farron. Yes. And there's yeah, a probably. steeple at the other end, didn't there? Yeah, and there's a steeple at the other end. <laughs> and in that out. steeple, there's a bell. <laughs> and that'll be the Trevor Farrening. Yeah. The church road end. <laughs> Trevor Farrening. <laughs> right, I keep going. Now, after the redevelopment, it seems like every single time I do around the grounds on a ground, there's always a redevelopment coming in the next year. So it's a redevelopment <laughs> coming in 2022. Um, and it's... 2,000 more covered seats to boost the capacity to 9,000. Oh, well, we. Yep. The first match played at the ground, cricket match or list day or domestic cricket, if uh, you will. Yep, I will. Yep. Uh, Queensland Country 11 played against the West Indies in 1968. Ooh. Oh, who won? Uh, West Queensland. Indies. Yeah. Rohan oh, High scored 206 runs on the second day alone. Good on him. Going. What a little hero. Yep. In 1978, the ground stays the single World Series cricket country Cavaliers match. Yeah, so the, the Australian players who didn't play for Australia played yep. in the Cavaliers. Cavaliers was the second 11. Yeah. Oh, there you yeah. go. Very, very interesting. Because yeah, they needed to be practicing to keep the um, in case they needed replacements. Uh, yeah, and it was also so the other cricket. nations could keep 
practicing as well because they weren't playing yeah, yeah. any other cricket anywhere in the world. Yeah. Yep. Um, the ground held its first two List A games. Don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm guessing it's a 36 over game or something like that. Um, I think it's a three it, day game. Yeah. yeah, split innings, three day game. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, in 1988, Queensland played the Pakistanis. Um, the first first class match played there was in 1995, and Queensland played against the touring Sri Lankers. Uh, Queensland smashed them. Kasparich took match figures of 12 for 95. Wow, he must have thought he's in the subcontinent. (laughs) The second first-class game held at the venue was a healthy 20 years later in 2015 when New South Wales defeated Queensland in a close contest by three wickets. Matt Renshaw scored 170, and New South Wales spinner Will Somerville Oh, yeah. Played it seven wickets. So that was the last time Matt Renshaw made a ton. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> you probably know that exact fact, but it's kind of funny if that's the case. It's true. Okay, it's true. Fantastic. International cricket at the grounds, you ask, Ross. The yeah. ground hosted one uh, hosted a one-day international match during the 1992 Cricket World Cup. Oh, can between... I jump in here? Can I jump yes, in here? Yes, you can. Yes. Uh, Sri Lanka and someone, and they bowled two balls. Absolutely. Thanks for stealing the punchline. <laughs> it was great. The match was abandoned after two deliveries. It was India versus Sri Lanka um, due to torrential rain, despite the best efforts of the ground staff to dry yeah. the outfield. It's one of the best stories that New Zealand, uh, Sri Lanka or something, was sent from Perth to New Zealand for consecutive games. Yeah. I can't remember. Perth to Auckland and then on to <laughs> Mackay. They've fallen out of their fucking heads after that. <laughs> they weren't consecutive days, but, you know, big trips nonetheless. It's still, I reckon the Perth to, like, New Zealand, Eastern Australia, hours, like, jet lag yeah. is pretty crook. It's like a really shit amount of hours yeah. and times. And um, then they got there and they, they tried all day to get a game. Like they sat around, the crowd sat there for six or seven hours or something <laughs> waiting for you. And then bowled two balls and that's too wet. <laughs> so yeah. there's a few good stats around this ground. The Sri Lankan fast bowler Champaka Ramanayaki and Indian batsman Krishnamachari Shrikanth, they hold unusual distinctions Ramanayaki is the only male international bowler to ever bowl at the venue, and Shrikanth is the only batsman to ever score a run internationally at the venue. Um, fun fact also is the, it's the debut of AJ Dejeja. Yep. The venue was selected to host three one-day international matches between Australia and India in 2021, and we've played one of them and we'll play another one tomorrow. At the time of this recording, Michael. Now, mm-hmm. here's what you guys Back all wanted up. to know about. Yep. Oh, you mentioned the Harrop Park Country Club. Let's hear a bit more information about that. The most mm-hmm. important aspect of the Harrop Park Complex. You can just or... Google it, listeners, if you're keen. <laughs> <laughs> or you could listen to me. Read, so... read Wikipedia to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here now. Re- re- reverse own on yourself, Ross, because I got this off the yeah, Harrop Park Country Club website. Yeah. Thank you oh, very that, much. Cockhead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my egg on my good face. name of Wikipedia <laughs> being over there. Mm. Yeah, you fucking idiot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the Harrop Park Country Club 
is uh, it's a, also has an RSL sub branch in it, over two twenty thousand members. It's got a What's bistro, the RSL Mackay sub branch. Oh, Mackay, you did Mackay sub branch <laughs> with over twenty thousand members. Uh, it's got a bistro in the country club, coffee oh, shop. Bar, an outdoor deck, which is – the outdoor deck is great. And if you watch the coverage of the women's game tomorrow, you'll see it. It's fucking pretty good. It's situated in between two cricket grounds, obviously the main ground, and their oh, second ground. I did ground. see that. I did yeah, see so you that. can have a fucking beer. Or, and look at two grounds. And, and, yeah. and the best the – That's best, like being at Ford Park. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you can hock onto a beer and watch two games of cricket. Yes, you literally <laughs> you sit there, the take a sip, one, watch park. one delivery, turn around 180 degrees, watch another delivery, turn around 180 degrees, watch it. It's so good. Anyway, it's and, can I just say, is it yeah. like Ford Park, as in there's smashed up beer bottles all living yeah. all over the yeah. seats? Is it 16 like junkies punching on it to play equipment next <laughs> <laughs> Do do around the grounds on Ford Park one week. That'd actually be pretty interesting. Historic grandstand. Yeah, huge grandstand that no one's ever sat in. In the middle of nowhere. Oh, is it? Oh, I thought it it had a bloody heritage. It's been knocked down. No, yeah. it's part of the redevelopment because it's another ground uh, being redeveloped. It's yeah, they, they're knocking that down. Oh, oh so they haven't done it yet. No, 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 I think go... they already have. Yeah. Oh shit, I can't uh. chain myself to it. I love that screen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got a bar and a deck, two hundred gaming machines, everyone. Oh, oh, wow. Because nothing man. helps a return service and more than being able to no, throw we'll get into money that later. There's into some very alcohol, glowing, very and, glowing article um, on the not pointless gambling. Not too much later, I hope. Oh, it's going to be at least 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, God. It's Harrod Park is Mackay's, Mackay, Mackay's leading leisure destination. Mackay, you dickhead. Can you write it down on a piece of paper? How would you spell Mackay to make sure you said it Mackay? Like oh. M-C-K-I-I or something Mackay? Yeah. Uh, I would Mackay. say that would be McKay. Mackay, <laughs> like hi. So M-C-K-I-G-H. Mackay. Mackay up. Yeah. So, would you like some fun facts about the Maricon Country Club? Their mission is providing a theme which meets the needs of their customers. Oh, what are we talking about? 61 unique options on the menu. Thank you, David. 6,500 satisfied customers on Facebook. Here's the kicker. 15 freshly baked goods offered. Now, wow. I know a lot of country clubs, but I don't know many country <laughs> clubs that offer 16 freshly baked goods on offer. <sighs> now, they've done this next thing. There's something. This might surprise everyone. I'll get to you in a second, Ross. Yeah, that's okay. No this might surprise you. And I think this is the first time this has been done anywhere. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to say, not just in Australia, in the world. Harrop Park Country Club has brought an Eat Street Food Festival. Style event to the Mackay region. Mackay, you dickhead. Mackay region. Now, I don't think, I've never heard of putting, you know, street food in bringing them all into one event ever. So this is pretty special to me. Like, have you guys heard of this before? No. no I don't get out much, though, let's be honest. Is it, so, um, what are the flavours? The Asian fusion? Well, they call it like a food market or something. 
and well, there'll be a crepe van, obviously. They park yeah. all the trucks in the car park. So, no so there'll be a Coslo there. van. There'll be one selling Spanish donuts. There'll oh, be one of the lunch. things with the with the potato that's spring out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The twirly potato thingy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There'll be Spanish two, donuts, yeah. crepes. Uh, the yeah. most white family you've ever seen selling um, dumplings with a questionably racist name of the dumpling yeah. van. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dutch those. pancakes, maybe? Oh, uh, yes, of course. There'll be three yeah. of those. And what about the Lions the Club doing a sausage sizzle? Oh, yeah. Lions hot, Club, you're doing a sausage sizzle down yeah. there? Yep. Hot jam donuts that are the best steak ever. Sandwich. Steak sandwich. You know, if you want to go Harvesty, one of those. Right, right keep it moving. So, they, <laughs> Harrop Park Country Club are hoping to hold these on a semi-regular basis. Really? Oh, yeah, you're from, from sweet from sweet treats to healthy foods. Out the borders. There's, from sweet treats to healthy foods, there's a huge variety of meals for each member of the family to enjoy, family friendly, mm. including your dog. Oh. Yes. Now, now I'm moving back. Yeah. Now there's always fine print. <laughs> So they've got this amazing world first venue uh, event. Okay. Now there's a dress code. Uh, I was going to ask about dress code. Actually. No thongs. No thongs. No singlet. No, only thongs and singlets. Only, I think thongs. I'm no, only yeah. thongs and singlets. If you got sleeves, they send you It's Mackay after all. You got all. it right. The appropriate dress standard and hygiene level is required to ensure our customers' expectations of comfort, neatness, cleanliness, it's next to godliness, Mm. and appearance are met. The following tie is not acceptable. Dirty, ripped, torn, or soiled clothing, or work (laughs) uniforms. No ideas. Bloody hell. Clothing bearing offensive slogans and or pictures. Face paint. Or disguises. Don't go come in wearing your Groucho Marx glasses. Bloody hell. Uh, are out then. Spider Man is not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> Hats, caps are not allowed, except for medical reasons <laughs> and special <laughs> VIP events. Uh, this is must be the moose antlers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you oh. might recall, Alex, I was going to ask you specifically about hats after our journey <laughs> once to a club in New South Wales, in Albury, in fact. Oh, yes. Every time we walked into the building, we got told <laughs> off for not removing our hats. Uh, yep, despite us being like the first. only people in the venue <laughs> at the time, yeah, we, we're insulting the bar staff that get scared <laughs> off by baseball cap. Okay, continuing on. Dirty, worn. Or damaged footwear. So if you've got your, you have to take your shoes off, I think, because you can't have them worn. If, worn. Ever, if this isn't the first <laughs> time wearing your shoes, you have to fucking take them off. Yeah. Ugg boots or Crocs. Now, I kind of agree with the Crocs. Get against Crocs. Now, here's Crocs the are kicker. legitimate shoes, I think. Here's, this is brilliant. No thongs after 6 p.m. <laughs> you got to get in at court to six. And when they go, oh, I was here already. Suddenly, it's deemed inappropriate. People will faint. They all go to bed about six o'clock, so that's when they'd close in Queensland. Beachwear or swimsuits are allowed. Men's singlets or tank tops. I don't know what the difference is, but there must be a distinction. Mick, you're the apparel guy. Tell us. Oh, because the tank top's like a sleeveless t shirt, really, where a singlet's a singlet. Oh, I see what you mean. Yep. Uh, Now I know. Now, the more you know, Uh, steel cap boots and any other forms of work boots. (laughs) Just say work boots. 
because still caps the subsection of a work boot, I imagine. Is it? Now, after 6 p.m. weekdays, before then, you're allowed to work, as long as they're not worn, work oh, boots. Oh, come on. And you're not allowed to wear work boots or steel caps at any time on Saturday and Sunday. Ooh. Now, I think you need a Mensa degree to work out whether you're able to enter this venue or not. No high vis. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Riots have just ensured to any uh. QAnon person that listens to this podcast is now riding in Mackay. No backpacks, knapsacks, or other or unauthorized briefcases, luggage, or parcels. Oh, so you can take those- a camelback in. It's not a. Oh, sack. that might be classed as a knapsack, boss. Mm. And the word he, knapsack here's the, uh, here's the bringing the game into disrepute clause. Any other clothing deemed not to be neat, tidy, or appropriate by Harrop Park Management, i.e. exposed midriff above bully oh. button. Bully button? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the Queensland word? They're taking their satchels to school and showing uh, their bully Appropriate attire is at the discretion of Harrop Park at all times. We reserve the right to refuse entry to any pet guest or patron that does not meet these criteria. Now, they uphold an upstanding event, uh, event location and establishment. Let's get into the premier gaming venue. Really? Yep. Experience luxury at Harrop Park in a spacious, ultra-modern gaming lounge as we ensure only the highest of standards are met to guarantee our members and guests an unforgettable visit into the gaming venue. Possibilities are endless, Paul, at our 200 machine gaming lounge, providing one of the most extensive and up-to-date collections. So you have collections of pokies, apparently, not just uh, absolutely draining the money out of your local community. And if you did want to know, they have all the standard insidious um, prizes you could win. Uh, if you hang around for a period of time, they also have the Pinnacle Reward System, which gives you a dollar for every $1,000 you spend <laughs> at the venue. Get a free latte for every it's grand. It's literally a dollar. Too. You get one point for every ten bucks you chuck through the pokies, and you get five up for five hundred points. You get five dollars cash. Now that's pretty. And it, it, from I don't think you get anything for you. Like they've got all these reward levels, fucking <coughs> silver to platinum. But you don't silver get anything if you go if you hit the platinum level of points. It just means you get more cash back. It's like it's not like you get a hat or a free meal or it's just cash. But you're a platinum member if you spend more. It's just this weird thing. Now, Paul's lost his shit, which is understandable. A lot of our listeners probably have. But we come to the best part of Around the Grounds, and that's the Google review. Is the end. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Which coincidentally is the end. I'm not going to do a final thought for me on my own segment. So you can be rest assured once we finish these reviews, it'll be the end. Now, swoosh, sad, on Google reviews a month ago. Was totally ripped off at lunch today. My meal was rubbish, so I asked to send it back and reorder another. Was told that I had to make up the difference, which was fine, only to be charged full price for yet another rubbish meal, all because the so called chef said to staff it was fine, will never return again, definitely would not recommend this place to anyone. Sandra Ruddock comes in three months ago, and this is obviously written by someone who works there. Harrop Park is always busy, popular for drinks and well-priced meals, with pokies to entertain if the sports bar is not to your taste. It has tastefully decorated spacious rooms and pleasant views for the fe- of the fields. 
The club has regular prize draws and raffles, and an annual membership is only $1. Now, Brad Ford, not Bradford, but first name Brad, last name Ford, says, ordered the salmon on a bed of mashed potatoes and prawns. There was so much lemon juice in the mashed potato, it was barely edible. Very disappointed. Two stars. (laughs) So I'm guessing the salmon must have tasted okay to get that one star bump up. Now, this comes into the category of rant review that probably didn't need to be a review and really isn't a review. But Eva Lisa Sterling, four months ago, I have been overcharged whilst getting a drink. I usually receive a free drink, post-mix or can, which I use to accompany my bourbon. (laughs) And yet on many occasions, I still get charged for the mix that was to be free. I never thought that I would need to follow up on this, but of late, I've taken more notice. I really have no idea how often this may have occurred. Be rest assured that I am and will be more vigilant. Staff training? Question mark. How many would wait three quarters of an hour for their meal? Standard special of the day without complaint. As I endured just this previous week, when brought to the attention of the staff, my meal appeared within five minutes. Three stars. Is there any danger, Alex? Yes. Do you think of this returning to being a cricket podcast? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm talking about a cricket venue. This is cricket no, adjacent. No, you fucking RSL. Fucking at worst, this is cricket adjacent. <laughs> at best, uh, it's not cricket adjacent. It's one, just cricket. One final question before we leave this. Yeah, final thought from yourself, segment. Bryce. Yes. <laughs> do you have to sign in when you go to this Yes, venue? you need to scan uh, your membership card upon no. arrival. Okay. And if you order, if you get your membership online, I nearly bought one for a dollar. Really? Um, you, the only way to receive your card is to go to the counter when you arrive. Right. Yeah. So it's a sign-in club, like an RSL, pretty much. Yeah. Comes. Everyone signs in. Bullshit. Not bullshit, mate. All of this is true and factual. <laughs> no, but the sign-in <laughs> process. Being from the, oh, the it wonderful, is bullshit. the wonderful okay. state of Victoria, <laughs> we don't do sign-ins at venues, yes. other than QR code scanning. Now, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Just, yeah. Oh, the best part crap. of that segment was you saying it's not bullshit, mate. That's- <laughs> <laughs> Would I lie to you? Would I lie to you? Oh, yeah, it's all righty. So, um, aged us anyway. You don't need to hear about. Yeah. Great Barrier Reef Arena ever again because you know everything in, yeah. about it. In fears of triggering to. Alex to speak about this ground again, we're going to quickly touch on the Australian women's game, which was played at the Peter Farrant once kicked 17 goals for North Mackay Oval, which is near the Harrop. Um, Mute him. There is a final thought from me. Mute Our him. famous listener and patron, Tip Madsley, once bowled 12 no balls at this venue during a right, preseason warm-up game. He tell us that story during the week. Mm-hmm. And the coach the took him aside though. and told him he was fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he never bowled a no ball again. <laughs> so for all you cricket coaches out there, just tell them their shit and they'll yep. fix them. Abuse, abuse a 17-year-old. No one listens. Yeah, don't let them do it in the nets either. Yeah. All righty. So we'll quickly touch on this game. So as Alex mentioned, uh, the Indian women's team is touring Australia at the moment, taking on, would you believe it, the Australian women's team. So uh, Australia won the toss and elected to have a bowl. After that. <laughs> the Indians got rolled for October, uh, finished off eight down for 225. It was Mathali Raj who got 63, but it was the, it was Darcy Brown who took four for 33 to lead the Australian attack. 
Gus Alexander. Uh, at least Perry bowled <laughs> fucking Ross in her opening spell. Yes, Ross. Yeah, four overs, none for 37, like yum-yums. Fucking half-follies outside of stuff. <laughs> Short balls down leg side at one stage. Oh, yep. The worst All thing I'll about, about that. that is she does look nice with her new brown hair. So good on you, Lisa. Yeah, I will say one <laughs> last thing about that. I had I was watching the coverage with the sound off. Yes, I'm curious do. to know, well, do you know, did they have, because it was on Foxtel on KO and Channel 7. Did they have their separate commentary teams? Because I was watching through. No, they K-O. didn't. No, right. they had the Channel Seven commentary team. Right. A chap. I only reason I know that is because the bloke tweeted Brad Hodge and said, "I really love listening to you on Fox Tell today." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hodge wrote back, "No, that's Seven Cricket, mate." So. Yeah. And your mate, which Mick, is what they do for footy as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was just curious. Your mate Mick was on the Channel Seven coverage. Jason Richardson. No. Oh. The horse racing bloke. Yeah, yeah. Stall gifts own. Yeah, yeah. yeah God's <laughs> gift to horse racing. <laughs> Bald headed. He's a pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he, there was a quote from him. Oh, so I was reading a um one of those articles, like a Fox Sports news article, where yeah. it's just they watch the TV and then they write down everything the commentators say and put it out as a print article. He said, in in a decade of watching, I've never seen Elise Perry bowl so bad. Mm. It's like, mate. You've never watched Elise Perry prior to Channel 7 getting the cricket rights two years ago. <laughs> prior prior you to being, you getting a paycheck to do so. Yeah, what a, just a load of shit that was. It's just like, you're full of shit. It, I already he's knew he actually was. correct. He probably has never seen a bowl. This is the second time he's seen a bowl. Yeah, yeah shut up, Mr. Clean. <laughs> it was, yeah, mate, I've never seen Dob Bradman bat so bad, but you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so back to some cricket before Ross took us off the cricket topic. You know, we are oh, a podcast. Fuck up, mate. <laughs> you nearly <laughs> said fuck off and up at the same time. Oh. Good. <laughs> fuck Al. Um, yeah, at least Perry was woeful. And I think Australia got pretty lucky that the two openers gifted their wickets. Well, absolutely not gifted Perry, their wickets. Though. No, not to Perry. Um, to, Darcy to, Brown. Yeah, Darcy Brown. Big bad Darcy um, but Brown. they just got lucky there because we bowled pretty shit. And it was two lucky wickets to get us into sort of that middle order. And then it was, you know, yeah. standard Australian performance from there on in. Yeah, one so uh, speaking of that, in reply, the Aussies chased down the target one wicket down. They got one for 227. Um, so Rachel Haynes will get 93 red. Uh, Lister Healy will get 77 out. And Meg Lanning, Victoria's own, will get 53 red as well. Um, so I think from memory that takes... I think it took Rachel Haynes past 2,000 international runs for um, for Australia, yep. I'm pretty sure. And Heels, um, though, too, I think. Yep. And Healy as well, yeah. There was two of them, yeah, so it was those two. Um, so Australia win by nine wickets, but as we know, in the Michael Carenci system, it's really only seven wickets. Uh-huh. Australia didn't take all <laughs> ten wickets. But, um, yes, Alex. Um, uh, Alyssa Healy was the first woman to score 10,000. or was the quickest person to score 2,000 runs and the only person to oh, do okay. it. At faster than a runner ball. Oh, wow. Well, if only we had more time to talk about that incredible feat. <laughs> this is a podcast and we have unlimited time. Oh, yeah. Do we? <laughs> well, um, at least until your steam literally comes out of your ears, <laughs> then we all have to turn it off. <laughs> so, so uh, she's the yeah. fastest person to 2,000 ODI runs. Yes. Male or female? No, no, female. Female. Okay. Yeah. I do um, like how those stats now um, for 
twenty in particular because they bet start almost the same time. It can be men or women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, it's good. Um, yeah, so the as mentioned, the uh, Aussies and the uh, Indian women play tomorrow as we're recording, which is uh, will be Friday the twenty fourth of September. They'll be back at the Peter Har- Peter Farrant once kick seventeen goals for North Mackay Oval. So. Um, <laughs> But it looks like after a nasty blow in the nets of training today, Rachel Haynes will actually not be playing for Australia because she caught one um, at training. So that's no good for her because she's yeah. in big blistering form at the moment. It would be nice to say. So um be interesting to see if she does get up or not. But the talk at the moment is she may miss tomorrow's match. Which it's is- a day-nighter too. Set your alarm clocks for 3.10 p.m. Oh, Australian we'll Eastern summertime. Yeah, for, mm. No, not summertime. Yeah, so that'll be a, that'll be a big blow to the Australian side. Always yep. dependable at the top of the order. Consistent runs usually, where Healy sort of could be bang or bust. Um, so it would be interesting to see who fills that position. Oh, I think it'll be Elise Perry because she didn't get to bat the other game. Open. She was at four. Yeah, she was next in. So mm-hmm. they might just do the old um, park cricket and just shuffle everyone up a spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meg Lanning bats three, she can open. Like it's, it's if you bat in the top three, it's much. You should really be prepared to open as well because you can be right, just it? over. Yeah. Alrighty. So from there, we're going to uh, move over to a bit of uh, Australian domestic cricket. We're going to quickly. I know this is probably going to be a little bit of a time um, heavy episode. But we're going to quickly run through the domestic squads because they've we all been finalised for this year. We're going to do it now because they've already <laughs> stuck. The season's just starting or started. Um, so we're going to get through it. We had, a, we had another segment run a bit long because someone wanted to talk about dress codes and baking machines, and that's all right. We'll, uh, we'll just try and bounce back now. So, so uh, I might have, stuff, to, guys. Might have, I might have to show you how to do editing later. <laughs> First so, time yeah, ever. We'll quickly, so we'll just quickly run through the uh, Australian domestic squads for this summer. So I'll start off in New South Wales. So uh, there is... Oh, I didn't realise we were doing this when I suggested no, my segment, by the it's, way. It's very good, Mick, because it's actually... It's just on six-year anniversary of our oh, podcast. Yeah, this is, this is, exactly is going to be a 90-minute special. It's got three hours um, worth. And we're doing squads, name by name, line by yeah. line, through um, state That's squads. It. It's, it's, what, it's our bread and butter. It's what we've we've improved so much, It's haven't what we? we live for. Yeah, the only thing that's changed podcast. is focused on domestic cricket. Well, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, the it's only thing focus. that's changed is Bull's really fucking angry these days. We're at the starting <laughs> quite chipper and upbeat. So. Uh, I think that's your doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's no need to like finger point here. We are, we're all part of a team. We're in the trust tree together. All right, let's get on to domestic yeah, We're all part of a team. Let's week, be quiet and listen to me. All right. So, New South Wales. So, the ins are Ollie Davies, who we've uh, seen a bit in the T20, uh, Lachlan Hearn, Baxter Holt, and Tanvir Sanger, who we heard a little bit about uh, over last summer as well. The outs are the weatherman's son, Nick Larkin, has found his way out of New South Wales uh, contract system. Uh, Nathan McAndrews gone to SA. Arjun Nair has also had his contract taken away from him, as has you can go your soul way. Daniel Solway will not have a contract this year with New South Wales as well. So uh, we'll quickly run through. So for those, uh, so we've got so Sean Abbott, Harry Conway, the, uh, the greatest commentator in the world, Trent Copeland, Paddy Cummings, Oliver Davies, Ben Dorcious with his fantastic moustache. It's the Edward boys, Jack and Mickey Edwards, uh, Matty Jilks, the keeper, Brian Hackney, Josh, Josh Hazelwood, uh, Liam Hatcher, Lachlan Hearn, Moises on Riquez. Uh, you know what? We'll just hit the ones people know. Uh, Daniel Hughes, Nathan Lyon, Peter Neville is still going around. The man who oh. 
the man who tipped Mazzy retired 15 years ago oh. was still going around. <laughs> so uh, the Spoon, Curtis Patterson, uh, Daniel Sams, uh, Jason Sanger and Tambir Sanger, not related, we found out last year. Uh, obviously, Steve Smith, Mitchell Stark. Big Chris Tremaine, who went home last summer, is still on the list there. The big goob. And Dave Warner and Adam Zampa. So uh, there's a few there's a few I skipped over. If you want to find the full list, you can go have a look at Bucket. Yeah, look it up yourself. Pretty big list. Zampa moved to New so, South Wales, didn't you? Yeah. So Queensland, uh, the Inns are James Badsley and Will Prestwich. Uh, the Outs. So, the, so South Australia's been stealing everyone's players. So son of a paper magnate, Brendan Doggett's gone to South Australia. Nathan McSweeney has also gone to South Australia. And they've uh, given Corey Hunter and Benji Flores the arse. That'll help so, Main names there. There's not really anyone new um, that's kind of joined um, Queensland. Freedom that's a lot of the same old, same old. So the people we all know and love, like uh, <laughs> Maxie Bryant, uh, Sam Heaslett, Usman, Arnas, you know, Mickey Nessa, all those guys. Jimmy Pearson, Matty Renfield, Billy Stan, oh, like Mark Steppy. And what do you do with the broom? You sweep, sweep son. son. So Big Mitch is still there as well. So we move on to South Australia with the most active in the recruiting over the summer. So as mentioned, they got, they brought in Brendan Doggett, Nathan McSweeney, Nathan McAndrew, as well as Jake Carter, Sam Kerber, and Ryan Gibson. So from memory, Ryan Gibson played some BBL for the Thunder. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. I just yeah. uh, could jump in there, Mick. Uh, yes. Yeah. We've got a massive oversupply of blokes called Nathan Mook. Now, yeah, definitely. Point, don't they? Nathan Mackay will be next. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you grew up or in Mackay, <laughs> if you grew up in Mackay, um, David, where, yeah. might, where do you reckon you went to school? High school? Mackay High. Ah. No. Mm. Uh, <laughs> if you went to Mackay, I don't know if you made it to high school, but anyway. <laughs> Other thing I was going to say, Mick, is a massive revelation came across our collective desks the, during the week. That um, although they'd gone out and got um, Brendan Doggett, as the Hussey report said they should do, South mm. Australia, the sacker, somehow, <laughs> even though they signed him in April, somehow not ready he's, to not, go. he's yeah. not ready to go <laughs> in September. Oh. He said six months. So I found out, I've got the little inside word, I found out why he's not there ready to go for their first Shield game here in late September. Because he had a 12-month lease. In his house in Brisbane, and he didn't want to break the lease. Oh, the second wouldn't stump up. The second wouldn't stump up. The break, break lease, lease. Oh, the break lease fee. So he's staying till the 30th September when his lease ends. Then he's moving to South Australia. That's so fucking do 14 days quarantine when he gets that's to South it. Australia. He'll be ready by round Australia. four. Yeah, that's it. I made that up, by the way. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> it makes a lot more sense. Uh, so the sack of the out. Perfect uh, timing, uh, Alex. Cal Ferguson's been retired. Dad Sayers is also retired. Tommy Cooper has been delisted as Brad Davies, Connor McKerney, uh, Luke Robbins, and Cameron Valente has also been given the ass from the sacker. So, uh, yeah, the key ones of the sacker are obviously big, uh, big, sexy man himself, Wes Agar, still around. Alex Carey's obviously there. Um, Travis Head um, is there. Not many, if any, Joe Many. And the one who will be playing his final year for the sacker before he goes to county cricket to play test cricket for England because he's just going to do whatever they do if they ask me. And that is DJ Dan Worrell as he goes um, into his final season with the sacker. 
All righty. So, um, oh, of course, Kane Drew Cole Richardson and Lloyd Pope is still listed, but unlikely to play considering they brought in 15 other spinners to fucking take uh, his spot. That so. is ugly as shit. And well, worse than bat. him, though. In that yeah, no, they were spinners, but they can bat, and that's what yeah. all great um, the bloody first-class spinners have to be able to do. In yeah. current and they're not genius, so that helps them as well. Yeah, that he bats 11. He's net playing plan again. Can't yeah, well, that's why we have such good spinning stocks in this <laughs> exactly. country. Because yeah. exactly. they could all bat. Who's, who's the Tasmania's number one spinner? Oh, Bo Webster. <laughs> the quarterback. It is. It is. He's their number one spinner. Speaking right. of Tasmania, so uh, they've brought in Brad Hope and Nivathan Radhakarashan. So, um, yeah, good luck to him. I have no idea if that's how you say name. I'm really sorry, buddy, but you're probably not going to be listening to this anyway. Uh, they've fucked Not off Alex that Dolan, segment. who's been delisted because don't say he got retired. Uh, Keegan Oates, Alex Bowles, Pycroft, and Tom Rogers and Jack White have all been given the ass at Tasmania. Oh, so, they got the normal White. people getting around. Jackson Bird, Jake Doran, Nathan Ellis, Alice, who the fuck is Alice? <laughs> McDermott, Timmy Payne, Sam Rainbird, Pierre Peter Siddle's going around again, as is the King Brown, the long neck Jordan Silk. Everyone's favourite sawn off cunt Matty Wade's down there. And the quarterback, Bo <laughs> Webster, is still getting around as well. Um, so next up, we move to the mighty of all mighty states, and that is the great Victoria. But they have signed up James Seymour and Fergus O'Neill to contracts and let Fuck go. Yeah, guns. Yeah, and let <laughs> go of let go of Pat Rowe. From memory, James Seymour is the Essendon skipper that's been making fuckload of runs yep. in the yep. district cricket. Um, Beating down think, the door, Mick. Yeah, I also think he's um he's got a band called um Finders and oh. Gatherers instead of Hunters and Collectors, <laughs> but you let like, Hunters and Collectors cover, cover band. <laughs> uh, the Cultivators. <laughs> Finders and Gatherers. Uh, uh, so, the Bronze yeah. Age. <laughs> <laughs> so the Vicks have got uh, the big bull master of Scotty Boland still getting around, as is uh, the man with the tiniest eyes in all of cricket, Travis Dean. He's Pete still Pat got a contract. Fraser McGurk, <laughs> Seb Gotch, Peter Hanscom, Sammy Harper, Marcus Harris, the superstar. Marcus Harris. McKenzie <laughs> what Harvey, a team. McCarthy, hell. Mackenzie Harvey, the, the nephew of the freak. That's Roscoe. Oh, sorry, at the end. Oh, okay. Uh, Johnny Holland, Nicky Madison, Glenn Maxwell, Jonathan Gets Better With Age, Merlot, uh, Will Parker, <laughs> Jimmy Pattinson, Will Bukowski, Matty Short, and the chairman, Big Will oh, Sutherland. The unbeatable. Yeah. What a list. <laughs> and on the rookie list, we've got <laughs> everyone's favorite movie cowboy, Sam <laughs> Elliott. So fucking, I don't know what we've done there. We've gone a bit left here and gone out and got a movie cowboy, Sam Elliott. But That's it. have a great voice, so all the videos will have great fucking voiceovers. So yeah. that'll be really, really I reckon good. he's the son of um, Matty Elliott. Oh, he probably is. Herb. Really? Yeah. Song. You reckon? Uh, so, <laughs> I think the son of Troy so. McClure, Cameron McClure's got a rookie contract as well. So that's yeah. oh, that's good. Oh, uh, I was just going to jump in there and Bailey. say, Mick, something, and now I've forgotten what it was. So that's good. <laughs> On you, Ross. That's what we want in podcast. <laughs> well, Ross remembers what he was going to say. We'll, uh, we'll move on to the last state, and that is the state that's going to soon is what – Help with their premier, um, Mark McGowan will actually become a country and play test cricket instead yeah. of just playing state cricket, yeah. and that's Western off. Australia. So, um, they've brought in Corey, uh, <coughs> Rocacelli, Cooper Connolly, Bryce Jackson. 
Look at that Rocket Challenge while he's been on the footy show. He looks a bit old, a bit The outer, Jake Carter's gone to South Australia. Brad Hope has gone to Tassie. And Liam O'Connor has been given the flick. So, same with WA. They've actually got a pretty strong side, WA. And actually, have been talking in the media about they want to win their first shield in a long time and are keen to take the title. 21 so, years. So, they've got uh, Ash Nagar, Cam Bancroft, Jason Berendorf, Big Hank, Hilton Cartwright, the Cannon, Cameron Gannon, Big Cam Green. Do you know he's tall? Oh. Um, so, we've got Liam Guthrie, Josh English. We've got both the Marshes, Mitch and Sean. Um, Josh Philippe, uh, Jai Richardson, Darcy Short, um, Marcus Stoinis, Ashton Turner. So some pretty good players in there. It'll be it'll be twenty two years. Mark yeah. my words. Uh, what a shit list. No, it's, it's an excellent list. They've got the, the best collection of players of any of the states, but they can't put it together. No, because they're shit. Well, I last season in Shield, they didn't. They only took ten wickets like three times. Yeah. In the whole, whole shield weird. season, they can't bowl. Their bowling uh, is they, light bowling on. Is, like, yeah, like yeah. if Jai Richardson doesn't like scare him with pace, it all gets pretty military after that. So that's true. And mm. if you look at all the internationals, uh, outside Berendorf and Jai Richardson, all the other internationals are batsmen or sort yeah. of all rounders, but more batting all rounders. Yeah, true. But yeah, so um. Yeah, so that's the list for this year. So before we move on from Australian domestic cricket, we'll quickly touch on the Marsh Cup, which is the one-day version of the Marsh cricket fucking empire because we have the Marsh Sheffield Shield as well. Um, so I think this is the Rod Marsh Cup and the Sheffield Shield is the Jeff Marsh Sheffield Shield. <laughs> Nepotism. I think that's how you tell the difference. Yeah. Nepotism. So, um, so the Marsh Cup kicked off in Adelaide at Karen Rolton, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep, so WA played South Australia. South Australia won the toss and chose to have a bowl. Chose, chose they to lose. chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> they chose to lose. They will have a loss, thanks. What's the you know you got to do? Down, the bo- Alex Carey turns to Mitch Marsh and goes, "We'll, we'll lose, lose, thanks." thanks. <laughs> and I'll play uh, so the WA, WA would make six for three hundred and fifty-two. Now for those playing at home, yes, this is a fifty-over one-day game. It's a lot of rounds. Josh Philippe, who managed to work. Yes, Roscoe. Sorry. Yep, they made 120 in the last 10 overs. Yeah. So Josh Philippe, who um, managed to go over to the West Indies and absolutely stink it up, but none of that form back to Australia, made 137. He hit three sixes in a row to bring up his ton, did young Josh, so well done him. Bison also got 111 to keep his, keep yeah, his, his level. West Indies form white ball um, going on. Yes, Alex. Was that both... Their debut tons in list A. Uh, it's definitely Josh's. I can't speak for the Bison, but that might be correct as well. Um, in terms of the bowling, best of the bowling for South Australia was Cold Drip Kane Richardson got two for 61. <laughs> and the male model, Wes Agnar, got two for 68. Yes, Roscoe. Nathan McAndrew uh, made his debut and wore the number zero, a single zero. Yeah, not a, not a number in cricket associated with success, is it? The no. duck? The blob. <laughs> oh, what number are you wearing this year? Oh, blob. And we're how many wickets he's planning on taking this year, judging by how he bowls. And, but, yeah, and making so. runs. <laughs> yeah, the junior members of the South Australian lineup cops and stick. I will say that because they're shit. It's shit. So in apparently, re- the day after this. Yeah. Oh, you finish, Mick. I'll tell you what they did the next day. So the in reply, uh, South got Australia got. South Australia got rolled for 237 as Alex Carey, 
did the one thing that every man who has ever picked up a cricket bat has wanted to do his entire life. He made 128 not out. That's right. He made over half the runs the losing side, so he can't be blamed for anything going wrong. That's so, it. So, um, and best of the bowling for WA with Jason Berendorf. He took four for 39. That's how bad South Australia were going. Um, West Indies, uh, West Indies, fucking West WA, Western Australia win by 78 runs under Duckworth Lewis. Uh, man of the match, unsurprisingly, was Josh Phillip. Hey. Now, before we quickly move on from this roster, I know you have a point you want to make. Just one thing I'd like to talk about with this game, uh, an interesting thing that came out of this at the end of the game, is Mitch Marsh will not be playing in the Sheffield Shield and will be handing the captaincy over to his brother, Sean, because he doesn't want to upset his white ball form going into the World Cup, so he will not be playing four-day cricket before the T20 World Cup. Right. Hmm. Watch him play a test match now. Yeah. Because so, you have good form in the white ball stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yes, Ross Yeah, well, it's apparently South Australia the next day. They're just like a disastrous start to their season. They sat down in the um, circle of the chairs, got the white plastic chairs, and everyone sat backwards on them because they still think they're cool, but they actually shit. <laughs> and they said, What do you think went wrong? And they had to, you know, everyone had to go around and come up with an idea. And apparently, Trevor's head put his hand up and he said, I don't think we did enough triathlons in pre season. <laughs> oh, fucking shit, South Australia. Might as well have fucking got in the car the next day and driven to the Westgate. Just fuck oh, off out of Australian oh, cricket. Jesus. Right? They couldn't, they couldn't get on there. Too many blokes in five years, so they couldn't get on there and uh, jump off. That's what saved them. Same old shit. Same it's, old shit. It, yeah, it is. Like, well, at least it's the same old shit with younger players. Where was their gun signing? Doing Quaro. Yeah. I personally blame Michael Hussey's report. This is all his fault. And uh, from here on out, until South Australia becomes good and we can pin it on someone else, this is all Michael Hussey's fault. Oh, absolutely. I think they've got to look at the coach. I mean, what are you doing? How How long has he been there for? What year? This is his second year. But Mm. that was pathetic. What is it? What are they, Carlton? (laughs) What are they doing? Like, why why they got like like on their list, Joe Many hasn't played a game of cricket in 20 months. What are they doing? Sure, Who's... most cricket side. I don't know why I'm defending Steady. South Australia, but I am some, for some reason. But I'm sure most states Answer. have players that haven't played in fucking 18 months. Like... To answer your question, Alex, about why they, you know, Travis Dean, what, how has he still got a spot? It's because they name the squads every year like mm. it's something new, but half those spots might be filled every year because they give players multi-year deals. Uh, oh, Travis Dean seems to play about every second game. When blokes, like he's always the next bloke up when blokes go missing. Yeah, yeah, for defense. sure. I agree with that. But it's like his average is just like very average, average, if that makes any sense. So like problem was he got to a point where it looked like he was going to keep escalating and he stopped. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't wipe out his shit early career form, which most good players will do. They'll average 25 for three years and then just Sprain it after then. <laughs> All righty. Yeah. So um, from there, we're going to move on. So, David, you want to talk to us about some uh, changes the MCC put into effect uh, in the last, I want to say, 24 hours? Yep. I'll try and keep it brief. Um, so the MCC have <laughs> changed. Yeah, true. <laughs> the MCC... So the MCC have changed uh, the term batsman to batter. Mm-hmm. And I am... Fucking livid about this. 
the word batter reminds me of every time Michael Clark commentates because he used to say <laughs> it all the fucking time. Mm. And we could have gone down the path of the more regal bats person, which I've been trying to get off the ground for the last 10 years. Let's get this bats person out instead of let's get this batter out. Mm-hmm. It just sounds shit. Batter is what you put flake in. Yep. See, I personally, like, I think it's, I'm more along the lines of, I prefer, instead of saying, like, let's get this batter or this bats person or this batsman out, I'm a, I prefer to just be like, let's get this cunt out. Alex covers everyone. Uh, what's, <laughs> Ross, is, Ross is more likely to say, let's get this silly fat wanker out. That's right. That's it. It's non-gender uh, specific. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's fattest, though. Yeah. It'd be a fat bastard. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, that's all I had to say on that matter. Yeah, so, yeah, that was the MCC. Apparently, that got put on the table about four years ago and knocked back, and then they finally did it today, which yeah. sounds a lot like the way things work at the MCC over in England. But, yeah, so A couple of uh, HSV Malou um, profile pictures were getting triggered by it. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know and, it's a good that's thing. You know and a couple of egg and bacon tie. Egg and bacon tie guys got triggered by it too, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's, like, it's like when we put up the post, I'm going to say we're stopping the podcast and everything recording it again. If a bloke in HSV Malou profile says that was a really bad idea, we know we've done the right thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll probably reach critical mass if we said that. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, so we're going to quickly wind up. Um, so we've got a little bit of BBL news, just some signings. As signings, like to- yes, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, waiting for, haven't been recording in my couch one signing that everyone was uh, holding with bated breath to know what was going on. And that is the quarterback, Big Bo Webster. So he's um he's left the Renegades and he's gone across town to sign with the Melbourne Stars. I've heard he was in. I've Jerk. heard there was talk of trying to get him back to Tasmania to play Hobart Hurricanes, but he banged his fist on the desk and said, "No, I'm a Melbourneian and I want to play for the Melbourne side." <laughs> As a Melbourneian, even when it even is. when Hobart offered him more money, he refused to go back to Tasmania. He's he a said, proud no, Victorian. I've seen what the mainland is like. I'm not going back. I've had a taste of the good life. <laughs> what do you mean uh, shops are open at 10 p.m.? Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? They drop the food off to you. What? <laughs> <laughs> Trans, uh, what? <laughs> uh, in other news, uh, the Adelaide Strikers have re-signed their leading run scorer of all time for four seasons. Does anyone want to guess who that leading run scorer is of all time? Alex Carey. No, is it uh, Alex John Ross, Wells. the sweepologist? Nope, nope. No uh, idea. Travis Head. Nope. The opener guy. Um, Jake Weatherall. Oh, oh he's the, the weatherboard. He is signed for four years. So uh, it's, a, it's an interesting decision because I don't see anyone coming after me two years' time trying to take him off you. But anyway, that's four years. I don't understand it. Are they it forced to spend money? written all fucking over it. This does. He might be our new Ben Dunk. Oh, Jackie oh. Weatherall. Um, and lastly, it's not a signing news, but it's an actual um, news, for news. lack of a bad news, unsigning. So uh, Tom Bam, Tom That's Bam, an old the, other uh, segment. Englishman has pulled out of the BBL and left the Brisbane Heat minus Security one concerns. international player because he has expressed concerns about Australia's quarantine rules and uh, biosecurity measures. Mm. Expressed so, concern. What does that yeah. fucking mean? 
My concern is Tom Banton. This is the second season you've pulled out, and you're a weak cunt. So on your bike. See you later. But, yeah. Sure, it wasn't security concerns from Fortitude Valley in Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a specific incredible concern. Yes. Yeah. I already found out that Brisbane doesn't have an embargo nightclub for him and his mates to hang out with. So that's it. I'm yeah. off. Hey, not him and his mates to hang out with. Him and his mates to kick the fuck out of someone, yeah, you mean. And then lie that they were defending... Um, the honour of the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Moving on. All Moving right. On. So, <laughs> that leads us to the final part of our podcast, and that's we're going to throw over to David with what have we learned today. Well, this I, will be insulting towards me, no doubt. Well, I, I can tell you what we <laughs> have learned. so. First thing on my list uh, says here, you'd have to be dead to it, uh, deaf to enjoy this podcast. Dead or deaf, whichever one you like. Yeah, good start, Paul. Uh, are we going to go down that path, are we? <laughs> is that where we're going? Is it? Oh, we're finishing soon, so the hurtful comments will only take it. Will only be yeah, a small well, amount of time. You wait. Um, okay. Second thing we've learned is WA has gone to shit since I moved back to the East Coast. <laughs> um, third thing we learned was hats in public, or hats in pubs, is uh, for security reasons. You've got to take them off, <laughs> off so the camera can see your face. Yeah. Uh, Meg Lanning was the quickest Australian to score 2,000 T20I runs and third overall. Uh, Alyssa Healy's the second fastest Australian, 11th overall. Oh, we were talking ODI runs. ODI. Oh, were we? Sorry. Yeah, that was an ODI that gave me the other day. That's okay. I'll let that one slide. Mitch Marsh has four list day hundreds. Not the one that we thought he may have. Yep. Um, I looked up things to do in Mackay and... There was a, a list of eight. Number three on that list is stroll through the botanical gardens. So when <laughs> when the botanical gardens is that high on the list, you know it's a pretty shit spot. Yep. Yeah, so the other five things can't be very fucking good. Jesus. Nah, that's right. And the last thing we learned was about the World Series Cricket Cavaliers. I had a look at one of their scorecards. Uh, makes for pretty interesting reading. Um they were bowled out once for 78. This is in a sort of a four-day game. Um, in reply, the West Indies made 112. They faced 33.3 overs from only two bowlers. <laughs> Mick Malone bowled 17 overs and Wayne Mick Pryor Malone. bowled 16.3 overs on the trot. And that's what we learned. Yeah. Mm. So I think back in the day, yeah. um, Kerry O'Keefe yeah. played a lot of games for the Cavaliers because he was um, brought up in that whole World Series cricket. Yeah. He played that many games for Australia during the World Series cricket days from what I know, but he played a lot for the Cavaliers. Uh, just um, before we finish up, Mick, I got my report from the T20 Blast in England. Finals day was yes, on right Saturday. Right. I watched the whole first game. I love finals day. It's a great idea. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, the first game was Hampshire versus Somerset. And Hampshire um, got off to a bad start there, two for eight, but then recovered through some good work by some of their lesser lights and got to 150, which I thought was a very good effort. Uh, Somerset then tracked along abysmally. They were five for 50 off 10 overs. So they need 100 off the last 10 overs. They got it down. They needed 48 off the last three overs, and they did it. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. to spend. And they're about seven, eight wickets down. Big uh, Chris Craig Overton. That's his, yeah, Peter Overton's yeah, brother. Craig yeah. Overton. Yeah. He hit a couple of big sixes and another bloke, um, Peter Green or something like that, he hit some big sixes. And a yeah, big implosion by the uh, two bowlers. The Sky commentators were talking about how good these pair of um, bowlers for Hampshire were bowling at the death. 
They bowled fucking yum yums. <laughs> oh, full tosses on the Oh, head. nice. Just, a couple oh. of half missed Yorkers, a couple of half oh, volleys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're talking about how good they were. Like, I don't know them, so it's fine. I didn't think the commentators were doing a bad job. I think they're just being honest. But those blokes, one of the uh, the one who you know, bowled the last over and lost it, but both of them lost it, um, is like, yeah. Hiding his face because they <laughs> they were fucked. I just thought there was no way. Forty eight off eighteen balls. There's yeah. them seven down or something. No yeah. chance. Anyway, uh, didn't serve Somerset any good because then they went on into the final and lost to Kent. I saw the last ten overs of that. Uh, Kent beat someone Middlesex or someone in the no, it wasn't Middlesex. Someone else in the other semi final. That was like two in the morning, so I didn't watch that one. Saw the last ten overs of the final. And uh, amazing catch. I think the bloke's name was uh, Cox. Yeah, James Cox, something like that. He did one of the most amazing one-handed knockbacks and then his mate Oh, I think I did see that video. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. and that came about three overs after. He'd taken a catch right on the fence, about half a metre in from the boundary rope, and his mate, who wasn't really well positioned to try and catch it, teammate slid into his legs oh. after he'd taken the catch gently he managed to like jump over him but they, they believe, it was hard to tell from the angle they had but it did look like the bloke who was sliding was touching the rope and oh. hitting him in the legs at the same oh. time and so it was called a six oh, oh, yeah yeah and they were talking about how they'd never seen anything like it yeah um yeah so there you go that was a very strange one Yes, it was very touching over the actually was touching, but I think he did. Yeah, it was very strange. But yeah, good good games and a good day as always. From <laughs> day. Yes, Dave. It is. I have those good. ODI numbers for you, Mick. Yes. Um, the f- quickest ever 2000 ODI runs in the female game was um, indeed a lady named Belinda Clark. You may have heard of her. Yes. Oh. Um, so she was the first ever and the Quickest Australian. Lanning is second. Um, so, Belinda Clark did in 41 innings. Lanning, 45. Uh, Healy was 26 overall and seventh for Australia. She did hers in 69 innings. Chomp, chomp. Chomp, chomp. And uh, Rachel Haynes is ninth overall, fourth quickest for Australia in 58 innings. Belinda go. Clark's got like four and a half thousand one-day runs, I think. She's got she's the leading Australian mm. female bat ever. Yeah, saw that on social media. Speaking of Craig Overton, there was a video doing the rounds on yes. social media. He man-catted a bloke in a county yes. game and his captain withdrew the appeal. Yes, I couldn't After believe it. After he tonked around all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's getting carted oh. and cracking shits. I only warned the bloke and then cracked him again and went, nah, bang, and just flicked him off as he went through. What a weak as piss captain. Should have oh, just go, exactly. nah, yeah. fuck off, mate. You run out. Yeah. Like, he warned him. That's he, he, warned like, him before, warned him, so. yeah, he warned him because he missed the bails. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, he tried he to run him out. Tried to do it and missed the bails with the ball, oh, and so that was the warning, times. which he does need to do. He does yeah. need the warning, yeah. and uh, he had a shitty day. In, early on, he tried to throw the ball at the stumps. You know, when the fast ball was getting all pissed off, yeah. and the ball had come out of his hand and just toddled down the long. And he tried to kick it and he missed it. <laughs> he had a shit day all around. And, sure. How about you, cat? They're not backing up. Your man cat a cunt. Just yeah. take him out. <laughs> it's not your decision whether he man cat him or not. That's right. Make the umpire give him out. You just go, oh, well, 
Stage, you're crazy. Legitimate <laughs> form of dismissal. It's not like you got a hat trick, man, cat bloke. So you just didn't get one. <laughs> should be more of it, Mick. And there should be, you shouldn't be allowed to withdraw an appeal. Nah. For that. Yeah, I don't understand it. You can appeal, like, you can yell at the umpire if you know an LBW's not out. Yeah. yeah. If you know yeah. it's not out, you can go, yeah. not even, and review it even when you know it's not out. <laughs> when you, you know can't... it is out, shame <laughs> wasn't stolen. It <laughs> 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 just wasted everyone's But time. then you're going to say, oh, no, you, I'm not, I'm not going to appeal on a man. <laughs> Fuck off. The whole game would have imploded in on itself if you didn't review like take back that appeal, Ross. I mean, yeah, yeah. think about just you know the decent game think, of cricket. Good on him. Yeah. I think I he think should try and take all this. Cricket would have just ceased to exist if he had a not exactly. Maybe That's he should have let it go. Through. I think <laughs> it's a it's a good point for all fast bowlers. You're having a crap day. Keep your eye on the non-striker. Yeah, it's it's it. man, you can still one. change the game, Ross, yeah. even if it's not I your think, day. I think the, the SCG test that. Um, Steve Waugh's uh, test where he made that ton and Australia lost because Brett Lee bowled like an asshole and mm. just got smashed around every nearly five and over. He should have been looking at, oh, I'm not taking any wickets. Yep. I should be looking at, what's the non-striker? Yeah. How oh, else you know, can I contribute you know, to right. my team? Yeah. Uh, I can be a, a very fast fielder. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Great Steam fast in fielding. Yeah. Oh, got I, think, I think there needs to be another mode of dismissal at the striker's end, where if the bloke's batting out the crease, you can just throw it at the same <laughs> <laughs> the bowler, as long as get you're back in your crease, the umpire. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> like, get back see. in your crease, dickhead. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, right. yeah, on that hard. note, we'll call uh, this episode to an end. So, uh, thanks to Frederick Harold. Uh, get around him. Christmas coming up. Get yourself some socks. Yes, Roscoe. Just a final thought from me. Village <laughs> cricket in England. Talking about watching videos from the other side of the world. How the hell do village cricket in England? Do they record all their games seemingly on high definition yep. GoPro um, and put a freaking scorecard, a live scorecard across yep. the bottom? Graphics, everything. Even, yeah, Maybe Gin can look that up on his next around the grounds. Yeah, here in Australia, <laughs> we can't even get the old codgers to use an iPad to, and a live scoring app. They yeah. can't even get them to use two like, colored pens. It must be like <laughs> IT colleges and tapes just. Pushing out, pushing yeah, out. IT books, nothing to do, and yeah. they all go to village cricket and do scoreboards. Yeah. And they get that shit, and we get. I don't know how to use that fucking thing. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Uh, we how get, am I expected to touch that fucking screen? We get <laughs> eight overs, eight overs of a bloke not updating the fucking scoreboard. That's what we get <laughs> over Unbelievable. <laughs> and like, I won't even comment on the content of the video because it's, it's stupid. Yeah. yeah, but that's the uh, my main takeaway was what the hell's going on there. How could scoring on an app be harder than the paper scorebook? Paper scorebook in cricket's a fucking yeah. nightmare. Every you time you bowl a, button, a ball, says the amount of you've, got to, you've got to mark something in three different places. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate, especially in the great I play where blokes bowl no balls for four and you've got to work oh, it out and put all that fucking shit. Exactly. Just, just so much. Yeah. Imagine how easy it'd be on a touchscreen where you know just had list across the top, wide, no ball, whatever. Yep. And yes. the next shot was one, two, three, four, five, yep. even, and six. Yep. And you just went tap, tap. And you'd already put the ball in, and it just did. Oh, that was the first ball, and then it went, and the batsman was sitting there, and it just did it for. Oh, fuck! Yeah. It would be so fucking easy. The problem is, is if you're not paying attention and you fuck up the number of balls, the bowlers swap. Yeah. So, and then you're like trying to catch up. People panic. I found like it's easy. It is easy and easier because you push a button. It's one run. Yeah. The guy who's on strike. Oh yeah, Tuesday's on strike. One run done. 
Now he, the system knows he's not on strike. The hmm. thing that fucked me, though, is the ball hit the fucking helmet. The, oh. the keeper's helmet. Oh, uh, penalties. Fuck it. How do you put your penalties in? <laughs> Sweat dripping down my face. Oh, the game's continued. Very unusual scenario. Yeah, exactly. But look, I just timestamped that to delivery. The paper just in case. Then... Oh, fuck off. No, never. <laughs> those fucking books. Never go back to paper. Yeah. No one cares. Even if it's wrong, who cares? And it's shit there. green paper. Yeah, it's just shit. Throw those books. And it also no, stops not, like going, should... oh, I forgot to put it in my cricket. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. books should be illegal. It, you know, you know, illegal. I think it, illegal. Yeah, no. Well, illegal. Mm. You know, there was some I'm societies. Not going to prison for a cricket book, mate. Well, yeah, <laughs> no. I'll die before I go to prison for a cricket book. <laughs> <laughs> dictators come into countries, and the first thing they do is take all the books out of the library and burn them. Oh, yeah. right. Old pot style. Yeah, uh, that's what cricket Australia should do. They should go through every clubhouse in the land, <laughs> take out all their cricket score books, and burn them all. And so you oh, not yeah. have no. I had Pol Pot went into the library yeah. and went, gentlemen. <laughs> what would a um, what would a cricket dictator's name be? Cold Pot, I reckon. <laughs> Let's just have a Cold Pot, fellas. That's his name. Uh, it'll be something Bold like um, Sticky Wicket. Yeah. <laughs> Surely Luke it's got to be Duckworth or Lewis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, Kim Jong Duckworth Lewis, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> cricket's never been the same since they brought in bloody T20. That's what it'd be called. That'd be the catchphrase. Yeah. All right, but those books shouldn't here, exist. Yeah. I think we're talking rubbish, so might as well wind no, this up. Just right. now, just so early, just early, 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 early,